to support local small business and local business because the local businesses, especially small businesses, are what makes the community go. Today, we're going to talk to um, Bud Seinhurst. He is the president and CEO of the Lincoln Independent Business Association, or LIBA. You'll hear us uh, refer to over and over again throughout the interview. It's about getting involved locally. That's something he is very passionate about, and it won't take them long for you to uh, get that from him. Hopefully, by the end of it, you are inspired to take action in your local area. Welcome, Bud. Uh, it's great to have you here. It's very uh, generous of you to take some time out of your busy day to uh, come and talk with uh, Sarah and I in the audience. We are looking forward to it. We're a little nervous because you are a professional podcaster yourself. And so we oh, want I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. well, we want to live up to your extra high standards. So I, I, we'll, I'll go ahead and plug it right off the bat. I, I listen to... Um, the Lincoln Business Beat every week. It is a, a great uh, podcast. What I use it for is I learn a lot about my community and also uh, what's going on and what's new and exciting and get to meet the people uh, of Lincoln uh, much, much better. So that is what I appreciate it for. So, Well, thank you. It It's something, you know, we wanted to have something that we could share with people about the issues that are happening in our community as well as, you know, just an opportunity to talk about what's happening in Lincoln and get to know some of the top issues because business owners are busy and they really need somebody that can say, hey, here's what's going on. Here's what you need to be aware of. And that's that's what's been really great about it and uh, being able to share with people of Lincoln what's going on in the community and getting involved. Yeah. All righty. Well, that uh, talks about uh, the organization in which you are the uh, staff leader of of Lebo. I'll let you introduce yourself, though. Well, uh, as you said, I'm the president and CEO of the Lincoln Independent Business Association. And, you know, we represent about a thousand small business owners here in the Lincoln Lancaster County area. And when our founders started our organization, it was because they wanted small business to have a voice in what happens in our community. And here we are 43 years after we started as an organization and we stay true to that mission still today, which I'm pretty proud of. All righty. Well, um, it's called the Chapin Commute and you this morning are hustling off to, um, you, have, you have another meeting. And I also know that your commute is done in luxurious style, but I'll let you ask the question. <laughs> How far is your commute and what do you uh, use to make your commute? Well, my commute is actually about five minutes every day because I live that close to where my office is, which is nice. And I love driving to work every day in my Chevy Tahoe. Yeah. So in that your credibility just goes way up because everybody listening to this podcast knows that Chevy Tahoe drivers are the uh, superior uh, people on the street and in the in in life in general. So, uh, but you have yeah, so the you have, that look just about alike. We could almost be twins. Yeah. So and sometimes when I park next to you, I have to make sure I go. I don't get in the one with the pirates license plate. Um, <laughs> I uh, um, 
Well, um, you mentioned um, LIBO, which I, I am making the mistake of, of using the acronym and, and not the, the full um, descriptive, which which uh, does a better better job of, of telling what the organization um, is all about. And it's all about being local. What comes to mind when, when I say the words getting involved locally? Well, for me, it's number one, it starts with We've got to pay attention to what happens local and then secondarily shopping local. That's that's probably one of the biggest things that we try to advocate for with LIBA is to support local small business and local business because the local businesses, especially small businesses, are what makes the community go. They're employing our friends and neighbors, sometimes ourselves. Uh, they're the ones that are supporting our kids' organizations, whether it's youth sports or chorus or plays, you know, they're the ones that makes the eco local economy just drive forward. And that's what I love about being the CEO of Liba is I get to be out supporting local business. I listen to, on my commute, I listen to local radio stations, you know, on my way to work, I stop at a local coffee shop and pick up a coffee, um, which I did this morning on my way to my other meetings. So it's, it's all about that. So supporting our local business and as a citizen, for me, getting involved locally needs, means we need to pay attention to what's happening. And, you know, having worked in professional politics and around politics for quite a while now, everything that affects us hugely on a daily basis happens local. So your local school board, your local city council, county board, you know, those local elected officials are the ones that affect our, their decisions affect our streets. They affect police officers. They affect firefighters. They affect the parks that we take our kids to, the policies that impact us from a tax perspective, the local sales taxes, the local property taxes. All of those happen right here in our community. And it's important that we be involved and be informed in what's going on locally so that we can have a voice and we can have a say and be able to talk to our elected officials and have conversations and share the way that decisions are going to impact us both personally and in our business. You, know, you, you talk about getting involved locally in, um, you know, politics. I remember back to last fall, there was an opening on the Lincoln City Council and lots of people applied for that, including one of my co-workers applied and was interviewed and and talked um and you know that's certainly that's getting involved a, a willingness to serve on the city council the way it works in lincoln is is the city council then picks their their own uh the, the person that's going to do that um out of the, the the people that put their name forward what i learned from my coworker about her going through the process was she connected with a whole bunch of people she had never connected with um uh, both city council people and even some of the people that had also thrown their name in the hat. And although on many issues, she did not agree with what they were doing. I mean, she was getting involved to make a change, but she um, made those connections and and brought those local politicians to, to being people that she knew and did find some common ground with them so that they can work better going forward. And when politicians become people, it's much easier to have a civil discourse with them and, and move forward. Well, and that's, that's why, you know, 
you, you hit it right there. You hit the nail on the head because we at LIBA have regular meetings with local city council members and school board members and our elected officials. And it's, it's a conversation and you participate in some of those, David, and there's not necessarily always a huge agenda other than to like, what are you thinking? Here's what we're hearing. Here's what's going on. And you can have a discussion with them and try to help build a relationship for when you do have a really important issue you want to address. And, you know, sometimes those meetings are frustrating because I feel like we just, we're never going to agree on much of anything yet. You never know when something you say in that meeting might have an impact down the road. Well, yeah, I, I can think of one. I, I wrote a letter to um, on an issue to the council people. And, and the way Lincoln works out, because of where my office is and there's some at large seats, five of the seven of them represent me or the place where I own my business. And I saw I wrote to those five people. And one of them who I thought I would never, ever, ever agree with on anything, she called me. I can remember it was 4.37 in the afternoon when she called me. That's how shocked I was as I memorized the time on the clock when she called me. So I didn't fall. Luckily, I have handles on my chair, so I didn't fall off them. She asked me a lot of questions. She wanted to know about what we did. I invited her to come in and take a tour. And I think that we still disagree on nearly everything. We, we What we have in common with each other is we both have children and we both love Lincoln, but also we both want to provide an avenue for good jobs in Lincoln to everybody. And so she is interested in how do we develop skilled trades and how do we develop avenues for those people? And that was the issue in front of the, 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 the council. She made a difference. I think that I helped educate her and she did change her mind and do some things differently. Didn't vote always the right way on that particular issue all the time. But when it was all over with, I found out, you know what? When I wanna talk about getting students into my industry she's an ally yeah and that's i mean that's where you can find those common grounds and and i think politics well most of the politics that we see play out in front of us are on the national stage it's you know things like the debt ceiling or you know military spending and it's it's just this it's this vitriol between the two parties but a lot of there, there's a lot of that that's, in my opinion, grandstanding for the cameras. But when you actually build the personal relationship with them, you can find that common ground and understand that, you know, on these things, we're never going to agree. But if there's these couple of things from a common ground perspective, maybe we can make it better. And the, the one thing I always try to encourage people is don't expect to get everything you want because I just don't think that's ever going to happen, but be willing to make a policy better than it started. And if you can make it a little better and you give a little and they give a little, everybody essentially wins and you're getting a little and you've got to take it step by step by step by step. It's not, you know, you, yeah, you can shoot for the, the moon, but, you know, be willing to take just a little bit to move towards that end goal. And that's that's where I think from a national stage, politics has gotten us to like, well, get everything you want or throw a temper tantrum. And I think this is an opportunity for people to, you know, let's make it a little better. And 
we've been able to do that multiple times at LIBA with people that we don't necessarily always agree with. And I think that's very important. Yeah, because because you do you do get in the news the more um, divisive things. So that's why it is fun on the local level. Um, and, and even um, I, I think we do a good job on on state state senators. You know that there's yeah. there's those people um, as as we go through and and sometimes it's tempting to look at a name and say, well, if they're for it, we must be against it. Um, but then you start reading and it's like, well, no, this is a this is something that that promotes growth in our industry and so in our market. And so we hear, we're going to go for that. Yesterday, I heard a clip, part of a national news story of a state legislature, not in, not in Nebraska. We had a very contentious session. And one of the progressives at the end of it was singing, we are the champions and recorded it to, on her social media. And it's like, that is a terrible outlook on how we're going to get this accomplished for everybody. Yeah. Well, let's let's get a younger perspective on this. Sarah, what what are you uh, thinking? Well, that's what I was going to kind of go with my question is that that I'm 24 and I know that I can shop locally. And then we kind of discussed that. But how as a 24 year old, the new generation coming in to adulthood or even to college or high school, even how can we get involved locally? Well, I uh, so I'll hit the way back button for you, Sarah. My grandfather uh, was in uh, in the military during World War II. And growing up, my grandfather always instilled in us that voting was important and you needed to be informed and you needed to pay attention. And the best advice I could give is to try to reach out to your politicians. Try to try to get to know the candidates who are running for office because there's there's so much that we can consume on a daily basis in information just from our phones and you've got to really cut through the rhetoric and the spin and really get to know like what do they really stand for and and that's one of the nice things about the way that things have evolved over my lifetime at least is I can go to a candidate's website and I can read about them on their website and I can start to look at the issues and I can try to find that information. Um, it's hard to stay informed of every agenda of every city council meeting or what have you. But if you can pay attention to those things and, you know, reach out to an elected official, local elected officials are a lot more responsive than I think people would imagine because you're going to run into them in a coffee shop at a restaurant. Um, I ran, I run into state senators at my daughter's volleyball tournaments. And so being able to just talk to them because they're regular people. And, and I think that's the important thing is reach out, get to know them and, and just pay attention. And if there's an issue that you care about as a young person, reach out to your elected officials. Now, also understanding that that elected official may be on the opposite end of the spectrum of you, but at least to have a conversation and have a civil dis uh, discussion about what the issues are. Um, okay, let me ask you the, the 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 tough question. Maybe maybe the elephant in the room about getting involved. Sarah, you know, Sarah mentioned you know I do know how to shop locally, and and I do. It is so much easier to shop online though, and it's and people people would tell you it's more convenient. And it's cheaper. 
So what what it what when when you hear that, I would guess that makes your makes you bristle. I I understand the convenience of it. Um, but what we found during and, and I'll go to the pandemic, and I'm in downtown Lincoln right now, and there's a lot of empty space. And and that's caused by a lot of different things, but a lot of it is so when so many people shop online, it takes away from what's going on in the local community with jobs. And when you spend a dollar in Lincoln, it's going to go around our community seven to 10 times pretty quickly. And that makes a difference in our town. It makes a difference in what goes on in our community. When you order online and you send it and you get two day delivery, that money's going there and it's staying there and it's not coming back. It's not coming back to Lincoln. And so if you like having nice parks and nice bike trails and you like having good streets to drive to work on and you like having plenty of police officers, those are the ways that you can do it. And that's what needs to happen in order for uh, you to be able to get involved. So I, I think like that's why I encourage local so much. I mean, if you go to a high school football game and you look on the scoreboard of the companies whose names are on scoreboards, it's not the big national, you know, online ordering company. It is the, the local hardware store. It's the local grocery store. It's the local, uh, you know, beverage distributor. It's, you know, the maybe a Wilmer Electric or something like that. It's those local companies that are paying for that. They're the ones that are doing that. And they're also the ones that are employing the people around your community. And so that's why it's so important. And, you know, I think as we start to, you know, at year 24, I'm assuming you don't have children yet, but as you start to have a family, that's when you're going to start to see those things. And you're, you know, it's about, you know, the, the bake sales and all the things your kids are involved in and the theater and the speech and the band and all those kind of things. And, and those local businesses are the ones who are really making that investment in your kids and your community. And that's, that's why it's important. Yeah, I mean, I, I did the reverse this over the weekend because because you get you hear this a lot of complaints from some of the local businesses. People will come in and, and window shop or kind of look around, try on the shoes, and then go online and buy them because they can can save a buck. Com completely taking advantage of the of, you know. So I, I did the reverse over the weekend. I I I, wa I need a lawnmower. Well, I want a lawnmower, um, and so I I looked online. I thought where where around town is this the cheapest? And, and I found out where it was the cheapest. And I went to that local business and it was, it was a local business that saved me $150 on my lawnmower. Um, I would prefer that they were a member of Leba. So I'm not going to say what their name is. Um, but so I bought the, I, I bought the lawnmower for, again, from a, from a local, a local place. I also, um, it, it can be a little bit hard because you talk about getting involved locally. And, and I can remember a conversation I had with, and I'll, I'll say the name of this contractor named, um, Hawkins, uh, they're they're um, out of Omaha. They belong to the statewide construction organization, um, Associated Builders and Contractors. It's actually a national organization, but they belong at this, the chapter level, and um, they're they're involved. And I mentioned, you know, one of their competitors. I said, "How do I get so and so to join?" And they said, "Those guys aren't members. They're just a bunch of freeloaders." And and then went on and said, and then he asked me a couple. Of, said, "Is Samson? Are they a member?" I said, "Yeah, Samson's a member." 
And then he, they went back to the first company and said, you know what? We're making a difference here. And the company that doesn't join, they get to benefit from us making a difference, but they're not paying their price. They're just um, simply freeloading. I, I, I do, as you talked about that, I think of the companies like, like and again, to say the name of it, Shields, national company, um, stores all across the place, but they do put their name on the scoreboards. They do get involved in the local area. They will sponsor down to the smallest um, level of, of things. And they not for pro they work with not-for-profits that are local that, that raise that money. And that, again, to me, is, is about um, getting involved and refreshing. And that beats the person who, again, just decides um, that they're going to save a buck. They're not going to spend their X number of dollars on membership because what do they get out of it? What you get out of it is a better place to live. And they are LEVA members. So that's yes. <laughs> even better. Right. Well, I would just say their name if they were if they weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I think it's just that's the important thing is, you know, okay, so you know, I'll take your shoe in your shoe example. Um, so you go into a local shoe store and you try on the shoe, and then you go home and you get online and you order it, and it comes in two to four days or whatever it is. Well, now you've waited a week for those shoes. You could have been wearing those shoes for a week, yeah. you know, and just to save a couple of bucks. And, you know, I, I get we want to try to save money and, and all of that. But I also look at, you know, if I spend an extra $10 on a pair of shoes and that money's going to go around my community 10 times, that's an extra hundred bucks floating around my community. Now, we live in a community with more than 200,000 people. If everybody did that, that's a lot of money that's circulating in our community, helping pay employees, helping pay for all the things that we love and enjoy. Right, and, and, when, and when I go again to the local Heart to True Value uh, store, uh, which I believe that they are members, um, yes. they, and, and it's locally owned and, and operated by a person, I run into a friend of, uh, of mine that I hadn't seen in five years. When our kids graduate from high school, you don't see as much of them. When I order online, I don't do anything. I, I continue to do what I'm already doing. And, and again, you get that sense of um, community um, by doing those things. Is there anybody in your life you can think of that has kind of been a mentor or a wonderful example of this? Well, I'll tell you what, um, actually it's, it's one of our board members. I'll give him a shout out and that's our board chair, Mark Whitehead. That guy is all Lincoln all the time, always promoting our community advocating for what's going on and you know what i admire about mark is um he runs convenience stores and you know their company's been in business in lincoln for over 50 years their family business has been uh maybe and i think maybe even over 60 years but you know it's it's all about we've got to do it here because that's what's going to make a difference in our town and he puts his money where his mouth is he ran for office and, you know, the the mailings that came out against him were about gas prices, you yeah. know, and it's like, you know, when people are mad, they see gas prices. And but but he still, even though that happened and he did not win. He's still always there and he's still always pushing forward. And and that's one of those people that that inspires me because. We all we always face defeats, but what do you do when you face a defeat? You know, it's easy to dance in the end zone when you score a touchdown. Right. You know, it's not easy to to get back up after you just got your 
tail feathers kicked. So that's the thing that that really has inspired me. And I really like Mark and in the way he does that. And I mean, he is an advocate for his business. He is an advocate for our community. He's an advocate for the organizations that he's involved in. And it doesn't matter. Like, you know what? An election happens, your candidate gets beat, you move on. You know, you you still try to build the relationship, even though you were on the other side. Now the campaign's over. It's what's best for the community. And and I appreciate that about Mark because he could be very bitter after that election that yeah. he went through because of the things that were said about it. Oh, yeah. I and mean, Many candidates, they move out of town. They yeah. they, they dis, not only disengage, but that it, it's hard, hard to lose um, and to, to put Absolutely. so much into it. Not, and it, to make it not personal is very hard. Absolutely. What what advice do you have for people listening? What what if I can let you close with? What would you tell people as far as getting involved? You know, the the first thing you got to do is just step up. Uh, whether it's volunteer for a campaign, get to know candidates, reach out to a local elected official. You know, make the introduction. You're going to run into once you get to know who your local elected officials are. And I guess that would be my advice: is know who your representatives are. Um, I mean, a lot of people don't know who their city council member is, their county board member, their school board member, their state senator. Get to know who those people are so that you can reach out to them because you're going to run into them in the coffee shops and the restaurants and the grocery store at the gas station at your kids activities and just get to know who they are and try to build a relationship so that you can reach out to them on issues and don't be afraid to reach out on an issue. It's, it's important to reach out because it affects you. And the best way to tell your story is your story. Um, a lot of times there's a lot of groups that will send something out and they'll be like, copy and paste this letter and send it to your congressman or your senator or your council member, or whatever. And, you know, people will just hit forward and they'll do that. When an elected official gets, you know, hundreds and hundreds of those kinds of communications it kind of falls on deaf ears because it's just the same message every time but if you if you were to write to them and i'll use you as an example david i'm i'm david chapin i'm the owner of wilmer electric we have offices in you know lincoln and we have this many employees and here are the ways that this policy is going to impact my business and my employees here in lincoln like that carries so much more weight than if you just copy and paste something and say, don't vote for this bill. It's stupid because A, B, and C. Like you're, you're, that's a real story to them when you say, this is how it affects my business. And so you can affect change when you do those kind of things, but you have to engage in a professional, courteous manner. Um, you know, don't call and yell and scream and curse at them. But engage in them with this is how it affects my business and my employees, or this is how it affects my family. And those stories are the stories that I think are going to get the attention of an elected official over, you know, bullet points that you get from Association X or Group Y or whatever. Great advice. Um, I would all, I would add to that. If you, if you do enough of it, you actually they start calling you. I, I have a, a elected officials, you know, one in particular, Richard McGinnis, who, who just retired as my city council person. He would seek me out and ask me questions on various things in my industry. I assume he was probably doing it to 
to other people. But I, I, I ran into him once I was shopping and he asked me questions about something that was going on in my place because they, a, a good elected official is a humble person who understands they don't know everything. So they better go talk to people. Um, and I've, I've seen that from a lot of uh, different people. Matt, Matt Schulte is another person who I see constantly asking people about their business and what's going on. And he's not campaigning. He's trying to find out what's, what's happening. So. Yeah. And, and I have the same thing happen and, I, I appreciate it when an elected official will run, reach out because number one, that means that they trust you, um, but you've built that relationship. And I'll give you a couple of examples. I have that happen all the time with council members and such. And pretty regularly during the legislative session, I'll be down there to testify on a bill and I'll have a state senator come out in the hall and say, hey, can you come to my office? I want to talk to you about this bill or that bill or, you know, you mentioned this in your testimony can you help me understand that? And they'll reach out. And, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. But when you start to build those relationships over time, that's a big deal. It's a big deal for LIBA to have, you know, state senators calling the CEO or pulling him out in the hall to talk about these issues. But it also does make a difference because they are looking for help. I mean, right. I even get I even get phone calls from my congressman, Mike Flood on a regular basis. Hey, what do you know about this? How can we do this? You know, what are you hearing about this? So I think that's, and but that's all based on relationship building. And, and I mean, I think relationship building is one of the best skills that people can develop because it can help them personally, professionally dealing with electives. It can help them everywhere. Yeah. They, they love to use our stories as, as real um, life examples. So, yeah, well, Thank you very much, Bud. You've been very generous with your time. We should let you go. You're a busy guy. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for your time. I enjoyed it. Well, that was fun to talk to someone who is so energetic about uh, their uh, role in their profession and about what the purpose of his organization is. Uh, but but he's been that beforehand. He was a member of the organization before he was uh, the leader. Uh, but getting involved locally and, and putting yourself out there uh, comes through in every single answer that uh, Bud had. One of the things that like he kept bringing up that is just like a great reminder is like when you shop online and you send your dollar to Amazon, it sends it's all the way there. Like it's staying there. But if you send it to somewhere local in Lincoln or Wilmer or Lawton or wherever you are, then it's going to circulate your town and, and that's, and it's going to benefit everyone. And it also, it's just fun. It's just fun to be local. When, when people come to visit me, I don't take them to Chili's and Applebee's because they probably have a Chili's and Applebee's in their own hometown. Let's take them to that unique Lincoln experience. In the same way, when I go to Lawton, I want to eat at the unique Lawton places. Um, you know, in, in Minnesota, having grown up in Wilmer, I, I know the places better, but it's the it's the it's the local places um that just seem like they're better, they're more fun, they get you involved. And also that the people then those are the places too where everybody seems to know each other. They don't know me, of course, if I'm going to those places out of town, but they're just more vibrant. We're very thankful to, uh, to Bud for taking time out of his very busy schedule to talk to us today.